So I saw. Hello. hello. <laughs> so you saw. So I saw a TikTok where it was this this white woman, and she was just mm. like, "Guys, I invented a new food." This is fully serious to you from everything course, that I can of gather. Of course it is. I invented a new food. It's like a taco, but it's flat. And then there's a stitch to the video. And this other white woman comes in and is just like, okay, Christina Columbus. <laughs> oh, love her. <laughs> I love when white women get called out by other white women. And she's just like, it's called a fucking tostada. I'm white and I even know that. I know better than to call it a... Fl- She's like, I might be pronouncing it wrong still, but I know better than to call it a flat taco. Fucking, yeah. But fucking Christina Columbus killed me. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love that. I feel like that that good for her meme <laughs> right now. That'll be important in our next episode. In the next episode, I... Yes. Forgive me, speaking of good for her, uh, if my voice sounds kind of like I've smoked 10 packs of cigarettes. <laughs> I did a lot of hooting and hollering last night for my girl, Tammy. <laughs> yeah. I hope you had a good time. I, oh my gosh. It was so funny. Um, I saw your hat on my hat Discord. that says I fucked Lily, uh, Libby Higgins. If anybody is in the trailer trash Tammy community. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. The, uh, there were two, speaking of awful white women, uh, as, as a fellow white woman, um, these, white bitches at the very front row like they must have paid for those vip seats right uh-huh. and they're sitting and they just keep commenting and like making conversation and trying to get her attention and i'm like these fucking bitches and so the very first opener tina she was like you all think i'm a cunt you wait until tammy gets out here you better shut your asses up. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and then sure enough yeah they they were loud tammy said fucking stop they were saying something again and she went shut up <laughs> and then security fucking walks over and like tries to kick them out and she's like wait 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 wait, no no they're good i'm gonna give them one more shot and then like it wasn't it was just a few minutes later she screams into the microphone shut up <laughs> then security comes over and they take the ladies out and she's like that's right give it up for me <laughs> and everybody starts going crazy for tammy it was it was like part of me you know i watch a lot of like comics come up all the time on my tiktok fyp and i love watching them just fucking own the hecklers right yeah i was like just a little bit hoping something like that would happen uh-huh but at the same time i was a little disappointed yeah well because it's one of those things like this is it's not like she's it's a a comedy show like a anybody can come up like this is like a you bought tickets to go see her so you know what you're getting into so like it always blows my mind whenever there are people who are just like why are you here yep that's that's what i wanted to know like like, why are you even here if you do not want to be a part of this and not just here like in the front row like not Mm -hmm. not with you know you didn't get dragged by a a friend like you guys are here together clearly as Mm -hmm. friends so it's like the the plot just thickens around like why what why though what did you get out of this you got kicked out is the answer yeah like whenever um i remember it was one of the um comedians on tiktok that pops up on my fyp a lot and and she's like unabashedly a lesbian right like that's like her whole her Mm -hmm, whole mm -hmm, shtick mm -hmm. you know and and there are people who come in and they're just like talking trash about lesbians and she's like look at me like it doesn't it it's not rocket science here i don't even have to say a word and you know i eat pussy like (laughs) it's like yeah and it's just like why why go i get it if it's i mean i don't get it because i wouldn't ever heckle someone but like if it were just a random open mic anybody could show up kind of thing and Mm -hmm. and someone is really just like being shitty or whatever on stage but like you're going there to see this person presumably or these people one of these people and it's like why yeah why pay but it's the same shit of like why do people buy like a ps4 just to take it out in the parking lot and destroy it for a video like yeah consumerism as at its finest yeah it's just stupid you know I was disappointed to find out that, um, speaking of uh, 
comedians from my FYP. It's like, um, oh, fuck, what's her last name? Hannah Brenner, Briner. She's the one who's always out there on the street. Like, how often do you, you know, or would you be with a woman who doesn't shave her legs and like ask these men these questions and just fucking roast them uh-huh. for their answers? Yeah, she she's coming to uh, Richmond and I'm like, man, I could I could go see her. But it was already sold out. Mm. So but I was like, I kind of like this. I kind of like this situation. I have not been in a room with so many unmasked people in four years. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was it was a little wild, but I had a good time. Yeah. And so I'm so anyway, that was my I have a I have a raspy voice. And that's that's all I have. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into this. All right. Welcome to The Strange and Unusual, where we discuss The Strange and Unusual. This is episode 146 of our series, Seeking Out the Weird, the Unexplained, and the Devious from Around the World. I'm Casey. And I'm Raya. And this week, uh, we're going to take a closer look at this day in history and the story behind the phrase... Beware the Ides of March. <laughs> that uh, Don't that theater to degree, huh? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, don't forget, we are on social media. We're still on Twitter. It's, it's still up. So we're there. Uh, we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook. Of course, we're on patreon.com slash strange unusual. Find us over there. All that information will be at the end of the show as well in the show notes. Uh, so you can find those little more easily and we are going to get into this because we have a lot of ground to cover so let's begin with wee woos uh we have murder yeah assassination specifically uh i will be talking about conquering killing in various ways war politics rape uh possible conversations about the evolution of queerness um and uh every there you know, other other various watered-down explanations of ancient Roman shit. Okay? Yeah. So, um, let's go back in time. 2,066 years to Roman times. No thanks. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> you, you might have heard, you might have heard about bi-icon Julius Caesar. Well, today, I'm going to tell you a little bit about who he was and why the people around him wanted him dead despite the fact that his reforms made huge impacts on social and political life in Rome uh, and being loved by the masses. So he was, they still went, no, fuck that guy. And I'm going to tell you about it. I... Uh, also, before we get into this absolutely unhinged and only vaguely correct history lesson, <laughs> I want it on record that I'm not a Caesar apologist, uh, but I still maintain that the conspirators were also idiots. Yeah. So. Let's get a little info on the sea man, huh? Oh my god. That's so. a good indicator how this episode is going to be, isn't it? Yes. Great. So Gaius Julius Caesar was born on the 12th or 13th of July, 100 BC. He's just a little Gaius. He's just a little guy. Uh, <laughs> he's a little Gaius. Oh man, that was good. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Just look, I've I've literally woken up less than an hour ago also at the time of this recording. So it's going to it's going to be great because I will that shit is going to happen for this entire episode. Uh, (laughs) So he was born into a ruling class family uh, who claimed to have been the descendants of the legendary Trojan prince and alleged son of Venus, Prince Aeneas. I was about to say Prince Anus, but I think it's Aeneas. Anus. Or something, something close to that. So, so Julius' dad uh, was also <laughs> Gaius Julius Caesar, um, and he was the governor of Asia. Oh yeah, that's a completely reasonable uh, plot of land to be the <laughs> the, the, well, the governor of. <laughs> no, it was the Roman province of Asia, which is different from Asia Asia. Oh okay, but that's that's not what we're here. Google is free. That's not what we're here for. You can you can look that up. Um, and I'm I'm not really going to get into much of Rome's, re- you know, the Republican. The I'm not going to get into the political system, or else we'd be in yeah, here for be hours. Here and yeah, uh, but suffice to know that there was a lot of serious rifts and violence happening between these factions. Which everything that I was like researching uh, referred to the Optimates. Uh, I, I, that's how everybody said it. So that's how I'm going to say it. Um, and they supported like the, uh, 
aristocracy and public assemblies. And then you had the popularis or the populists, and they were the ones in support of, I put everyone not sitting on a cushion because I was <laughs> thinking about A Knight's Tale. So <laughs> thank you, Paul Bettany as Jeffrey Chaucer in A Knight's Tale. But yeah, so that sounds kind of familiar, right? We know that system. We have that system. Yeah. This is a very bright light and I'm turning it off. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have that system. So uh, Caesar's family, uh, they had material wealth, but they weren't known as like conquerors or giant political geniuses or anything at the time. This was, he was stepping into new ground. His mother, Aurelia, at was also from a wealthy family and he actually had two sisters and this is not a joke um his sisters were julia major and julia minor <laughs> my, i literally my, wrote lull after that my brain immediately <laughs> goes to that uh cat cafe tiktok this is uh free britney and her sister free willie <laughs> free willie <laughs> uh and i and i do hope um that you're going to keep track of these names. I'm not. Because there's a test at the end. Nope. <laughs> All right. So Julia Major, Julia Minor. We have uh, his aunt, also Julia. See a theme here. Um, he ma- She married, not he, she married a guy named Gaius Marius or Marius, one of those. Um, and he was like this highfalutin guy in the Roman Republic. He's known for having fought uh, against all those tribal savages in Europe. Uh, and uh, and he did some some bad shit in North Africa. But Gaius Julius Sr., uh, he died in 85 BC, evidently while putting on his running shoes, which is just great. Um, he didn't just do which it. Meant, which meant that, <laughs> that's right, uh, baby Julius had to take over as head of the household. And right around this time, Marius is involved in a civil war with a dude named Lucius Cornelius Sulla, not to be confused with Marius's ally, Lucius Cornelius Cinna. Keep these keep these in your head. Wizard names. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of the biggest things that needs to be said about Marius was his influence on Caesar, basically. Um, Marius basically had created the idea of the professional soldier and attached his retinue or whatever to a general. Um, because previously, like, poor were conscripted as fodder for these conflicts and they weren't paid well. They weren't treated well, and they often ended up going home in more poverty than when they left. Uh, So Marius was known for seeking volunteers for conscripts, and he would promise them land and citizenship as veterans. So his people were loyal to him because they were like, fuck yeah, I want land and citizenship. (laughs) And he ended up losing his civil war to Sula and was exiled to Africa, and he eventually died and was no longer important as a living person for our story. But it's still important as a dead person to the story. Okay. He's no longer important. He's important as a dead person. So Caesar is like, that's fucking inspired my dude and bish bash bosh. That's kind of how he goes about operating in the future for his like running his armies. Uh, But he didn't just go out and start a conquering. Uh, He's still pretty young. He's like under 20 years old. I don't remember exactly what it is. Uh, But he got himself elected to the office of high priest of Jupiter you fucking badass. All right. All right. Um, and he, he married a patrician woman named Cornelia, the daughter of consul Lucius Cornelius Cinna, which was the ally of his uncle. So Cinna, Marius's ally, uh, because of this connection, Lucius Cornelia Sulla, the rival, who is now the self-proclaimed dictator, was like, you little bitch, I'm going to take your inheritance and I'm going to force you to get a divorce. And Caesar was like, you could take my money. You can take my land, but I ain't leaving my woman. <laughs> and so he ended up being stripped of his priesthood and he like goes into hiding. But he's like, I'm not going to divorce Cornelia. I refuse. And I was like, you, you fucking man, you stand up. You protect your woman. <laughs> you know, I was, I had his back here. Sula eventually was persuaded to let baby Caesar back. And now sans priesthood. Uh, he joins the military in hopes um, is, is, is in hopes of staying far away from Rome and Sulla so he doesn't change his mind and try to kill Caesar. <laughs> that comes later. So here's something our conspirators want you to know. You know Julius Caesar? Mm-hmm. He's a little bitch bottom. Lol. That's, that's the rumor. So according to all that's interesting, before Caesar was the balding, stern-faced, 
middle-aged daddy we think of now. He was actually known for his fair skin, dainty fingers, and plucking any unwanted body hair. Remember, he's descended of Venus. He like wants to look sexy and he does. So (laughs) seriously, (laughs) take this all with a grain of salt because there's a lot of propaganda that was spread about Caesar, both in favor and in opposition of our boy. Okay. Um, It's hard to really know what biases are being biased without much of a deeper dive than what I'm doing here. Um, (laughs) And possibly a conversation with some kind of classics or history professor would be helpful. Uh, I am not that person, so <laughs> you're never, getting what you're getting. We've never claimed to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> so Caesar ends up going to the kingdom of Bithynia to try and score some ship from uh, King Nicomedes. He's around 20 years old at this point. He's sort of an ambassador, and it was rumored that he was acting as a cupbearer. What? Which is allegedly this passive and like subservient position. And during a party, he was just like hanging out with the king, you know, being subservient and shit. (laughs) And then somebody, I can't remember which, what, which historian it was, but they described him being led to the king's bedroom and quote, draped on a golden couch. Oh my. He spent so much of his time at Bithynia. They started calling him the Queen of Bithynia. Damn. And later, later it was said, as a means to offend, as a means to offend, it was later said, he, Caesar was, quote, every woman's man and every man's woman. What a way to I live. I was like, dang, I, I think that's a compliment. <laughs> One of his contemporaries uh, that comes up quite a bit, Cicero, um, he even wrote that, quote, the virginity of the one sprung from Venus was lost in Bithynia. <laughs> For reference, Cicero is the one that AJ lovingly referred to as the pearl clutcher. So you get an idea of who this guy was. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so he finally heads back to Rome and he gets abducted by pirates because, you know, that's that's the life we're living now. We're Julius Caesar and we just have the the most fun adventures. We're Queen of Bithynia. We're getting dicked down by the king. It's great. Uh, Now I'm going to get abducted by pirates. Uh, The pirates demand their ransom. And Caesar's like, what? That is such a low number. You're asking for 20 silver? You should be asking for at least 50 silver. <laughs> He's like, I'll pay you. I'll pay you 50 silver. You got it. Just send send my boys back to get the money. And so his followers leave and uh, go to get the money. And he's just like hanging out with these pirates. Uh, he ended up having a decent time. He was playing games and, and like reading out loud to them all the while calling them illiterate idiots. <laughs> It was basically like, aha, you guys are great. It's a shame I'm going to have to have you crucified. And they were like, this little scamp, you believe the balls on this guy? So the ransom comes, Caesar goes on his way, immediately turns around and tracks the pirates down. And guess what he does? Has them crucified. Although, having said that, he did like the pirates. So he did cut their throats beforehand so that they didn't suffer the ungodly um, fucking death of a crucifixion, which pun intended. (laughs) So he starts working ostensibly as like a lawyer and he started to develop his reputation as an incredible public speaker, winning over the people. He ends up being brought back into the military and he helps put down uprisings. And uh, when he gets back to Rome again, he's elected as a military tribune. Insert vague explanation here. Command commands a portion of the army, um, but is still subordinate to higher magistrates. I bet he is. That's right. He's the queen of Bithynia, baby. A little twink. For now, he tops later. That's I mean, standard that's yeah. Shit. Well, I mean, and that's that's just that that this is the way. This is the way. You you are a twink. You you <laughs> you you live your life as a twink until you can no longer twink. Yep. Uh, where was I? <laughs> Twinking. Uh, do crucifixion. Okay, so. He winds up as a legal advocate in a case to impeach a governor named Dolabella for, quote, maladministration. Um, And this was a close associate of Mr. Sula, who was not Caesar's biggest fan, you remember. Yeah. So he got a lot of street cred for this, even though Dolabella was acquitted. Um, It was clear that he was a shoo-in to take over for Marius in their political faction, which was the popularis. He was not a seat cushion guy. I mean, he was, but he wasn't working for them um just like here you know (laughs) so he started to behave as if he could be that leader 
And so he like specialized in defending those accused of political crimes. And speaking of Marius, who, you know, everybody fucking hated because he's unimportant as the alive person, but important as a dead person. Remember, um, when Caesar's aunt Julia died, she'd basically been living in obscurity because her husband had been sent into exile and fucking dead, you know? Yeah. So Caesar gives her this grand funeral and gives this amazing speech, shows off all these pictures of Marius and is like, my uncle was fucking robbed by that bitch Sula. And people were like, fucking yeah. And some of the Sula supporters were like, hey now. But the crowd was like, fuck you, man. You robbed this man. (laughs) And you made his wife live in obscurity. And like, totally won over the audience and then when his wife died julius caesar's wife died um he did something similar like praising her family who had also been a part of the same faction as marius like he was like fuck you guys my uncle was cool like that's basically what he did at these funerals it was great at some point he ends up in what's now spain and he ends up seeing a statue of like alexander the great right he's in his early 30s he's thinking around this point Alexander's life he's like fucking he's dominating the world like the Beatles but with swords so you know he's realizing his life is lackluster in comparison and he decides he wants to fuck around and find out so he does that um he starts getting good he's appointed to the senate and then as a magistrate and I would love to tell you the difference but I can't so welcome to the strange and unusual podcast (laughs) home of watered down content um he starts so he starts throwing games and like these lavish events he's got gladiators and animals you know killing people for a good time making people love him even more so long as they weren't the ones getting killed obviously um and he gets elected as pontifex maximus and he's having a great time he beat out two other senators uh, and there were accusations of bribery, you know, bitches demanding a recount. We've been here before also. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. This is this is all very today. So the next high position, like the next step up he can take is to get a consul seat. And he's gunning for it. He's like, I'm going to get this. He gets support of two other influential dudes, a guy named Pompey and a guy <laughs> named Crassus. Good old Pompey. Pompey. It's like Pompey, but with a Y. And everybody in every video calls him Pompey. So that's that's his name. Sorry. Are you taking notes? Yes. For the test? Okay. Yeah, we've got Senna. So- we've got Major. We've got Free Willy, Free Bitney, uh, Sulfur, um, uh, Cornelia, Cornelius. Uh, You're doing great. Pompey. <laughs> so Caesar marries his daughter, also Julia, to Pompey. Okay? Okay. He wins a co-counsel with this other dude, who he then proceeds to completely ignore and takes full power of the consulship. Um, And this pissed a lot of people off. Like a senator named Cato, not to be confused with Bruce Lee's Cato. Call back. And this (laughs) this guy gets so mad that Caesar ends up calling security and the guards to come take Cato into custody. And then like this other dude gets up to go with Cato saying that he'd rather be in jail with Cato than to be stuck in the Senate with Caesar. (laughs) He's not making a lot of friends. Then, you know, shit gets complicated. We end up in a civil war against who? Oh, only his son-in-law and political ally Pompey. Oh, hold on. I just skipped a whole page. Let's go back, (laughs) back a little bit further. Okay. (laughs) I'm so tired. Okay. So, He'd rather be in jail than stuck in the Senate with Caesar. Uh, of course, the conquests, right? So the conquests, uh, he goes out. He like fucking murks fucking Gaul, man. It's like gone. Um, he leads like eight legions, kills and enslaves millions of people. Uh, he did fail at getting into Britannia, which I think is just so funny, right? <laughs> the Britons are like, no, thanks. We're actually all good here. I'm not crazy about the Italian food. And uh, <laughs> he... Like, he, like, goes in. He's like, okay, but you're you're, you're going to pay us a tribute. They're like, yeah, of course. Sure. We'll do that. And then he, like, never goes back to Britain. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, and then there's also a story that AJ was telling me where he, at some point, like, had three legions ready to commit mu- mutiny against him. And he's like, hold on. Let me give a speech, y'all. And they're like, cool. Okay. Where are we going next? Like, he just convinced these three legions not to commit mutiny. It's, you know, he know, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, clearly. And also, this is this is around the time where he's 
I can't remember where he goes because I I didn't care that much. But he like he goes and he conquers this area and he says Veni Vidi Vici. Ah. Uh, yep. Do you know what that means? No. It's gonna be on the test. It means I came, I saw, I conquered. Ah. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I know that. I know the English, yep. and I've heard it. Yep. But I've Veni heard Vidi Vici. I've heard it in like the context of like a bibbity bobbity boo, like. <laughs> Might as well be the same thing to you, huh? <laughs> it's all Roman to me. <laughs> all right. So then now we're at shit gets complicated. There's a civil war. So yes. Against who? Pompey, political ally, son-in-law. There's no reason for this, right? So Julia had died during childbirth. So it's not worth asking what she was thinking during this. But she's kind of the glue that was keeping these two together. So it was all downhill from here. Great. The Senate demanded that Caesar disband his army and return home as a civilian. And he's like, yeah, nah. Did you see what I just did to those fucking Gauls? <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, Pompey is a faction leader. He aligns himself, though, with the other side, like a little bitch traitor that he is. And he wants to get guillotined. That's that's my my thought for him. And they're like, if that bitch boy bottom Caesar ever comes back here, he's going to be arrested because he's up to some shit, right? And then Caesar's like, hold my laurels. And he decides to march on Rome. Fucking idiot. (laughs) He like takes his legions. He's like, let's fucking go, guys. January 10th or 11th. That's how these dates work. Um, 49 BC. Caesar marches a legion across the Rubicon River. uh, But Pompey and some other senators decide, oh shit, he's, he's actually, he's coming here? We need to go. And they flee. No one really did anything to stop Caesar from having himself declared as dictator. And his pal, a guy named Marcus Antonius, that's Mark Antony, for those of you who have been wondering where that little bitch has been. Um, <laughs> he's the second in command. He's or he's made the second in command or, quote, master of the horse. I don't know why that makes you second in command. But there you go. So Julius, dictator, resigns after 11 days, though. He's like, that's cool peace out ends up trying to open negotiations with pompey nothing really panned out so he's like fine bitch i'm coming to you and he goes to fucking find pompey mark antony is left in charge of rome which is a mistake and caesar's like i'm gonna go find this bitch and i'm you know probably gonna kill him there's a huge battle in greece pompey outnumbered caesar two to one but i told you caesar had got good and so he ended up winning the battle and pompey runs off to egypt And then he promptly lost his head. Uh, They literally bring Caesar the head of Pompey when he arrives. And Caesar's like, man, kill thee. (laughs) Uh, Also, he's pissed because like Pompey was still a Roman senator and like consul. And like he was like, that's that's really not how you should have killed someone of my rank. Like he deserved better than that. (laughs) Okay. It's bad when even your enemy is just like, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. So now you're ready for this. Our girl Cleopatra had just been booted from the city because her husband brother, I can't not say that, um, he wanted her dead, I think, because they were like co-rulers and he was like, I don't love this. I don't love this situation. I don't like a woman telling me what to do and like, get the fuck out. And so she was booted and ends up uh, being smuggled back into the city, Alexandria, to see Caesar by getting rolled up in a rug and literally delivered to him. And she's like, hey. Help me get the throne back from my husband, brother. Um, also, I'm down to fuck. And he's like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, he sees a 21-year-old smoke show named Cleopatra and is like, whatever you want, baby. Your brother's decapitated by my bro. Or, de- your brother decapitated my bro. And I have no attachment to him. So let's do this. And that's the story of Caesar and Cleopatra. I hope you liked that. <laughs> Yeah, it was beautiful. So the Thank siege- you. <laughs> the siege... <laughs> Jesus Christ. The siege of Alexandria happens. Uh, Cleopatra is made pharaoh. Meanwhile, in Rome, Mark Antony is being an absolute fuckboy. Uh, by the time Caesar comes back and is made dictator again, Antony had made a pretty good mess of things. And the senators are all pissed because Caesar is doing his autocrat thing and gets appointed, like appoints himself essentially to be dictator perpetuitous. Dictator perpetuitous, which means forever in perpetuity. I'm the dictator. Um, one of his biggest legislations was fixing the calendar. Uh, that was in 46 BC. The Julian calendar set the year to 365.25 days. 
adding a leap day at the end of every 4th February. And this was the the calendar used. Like, uh, Europe used it until 1582 when Pope Gregory uh, introduced the Gregorian calendar. Um, since the Julian calendar miscalculated the length of the solar year by like 11 minutes or something. And so the calendar had sort of fallen out of sync with the seasons. Great Britain didn't actually change until... 1752 though so they were still using the julian calendar um but i mean after 2000 something years there's only a 13 day discrepancy in the julian and gregorian yeah calendar. that's so crazy i think he did all right there yeah for ye olde science yeah anyway he went ahead with a bunch of other stuff too like he was parceling out land to like 15,000 veterans he changed the grain dole so like people got different amounts of grain i don't know or uh, he ordered for the rebuilding of Carthage. Uh, he was rewarding families for spitting out kids to repopulate the country after all these civil wars were going down. So now there were a lot of reasons that the senators and consuls did not love Caesar. They felt like a number of those reforms were simply tyrannical. Uh, there were also rumors that Caesar was wanting to overthrow the Republic and rule Rome as king, even going so far as to be called the father of the country. And Rome had done away with kings for a reason. Like, they didn't want kings. They weren't about kings. No monarchy. We're a republic. You know, uh, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm doing a really great job. Thank you for, for letting me know. Uh, there were things that led to these rumors, of course. Like, he had a special chair built for himself that was made of ivory and gold. And he put it in the Senate. And that's what he would sit on when he went to the Senate. Uh, his statue was included in the procession of gods before sporting events. Can you fucking imagine the audacity? Um, he didn't stand to greet senators on one occasion, question mark, and was known to wear the fanciest of duds with a laurel crown. Uh, former kings also wore red boots and Caesar wore red boots. <laughs> yeah, so really he's just like, yeah, I'm definitely not. Regina George wore camouflage pants and flip-flops. So I wore camouflage pants and flip-flops. He had a child with Cleopatra. Whether or not it was actually his, who can say? But he accepted the child as his own, essentially. And um, having a child with a foreign queen was almost as bad as bottoming for a foreign king. And then Cleopatra arrived in Rome, which circulated the rumors of establishing this monarchy with her as his queen. Caesar, though, um, through elaborate excessive festivities and games, uh, like people were starting to think that this is... This is kind of a gross overindulgence, which is saying something because yeah. this is Rome. <laughs> like, <laughs> so also, oh, also, there's this story that takes place at the games for Lupercalia in February of 19, uh, 1944, uh, 44 <laughs> BC. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? Uh, so the Jim Bro of Rome, a guy, Mark Antony, you know, a, a Jim Broman, if you will. Uh, he allegedly tried to place a crown or a, a diadem on Caesar's head. And uh, the crowd kind of like box at this. And some applaud because they, they do fucking love Caesar, but they don't want a king. But so everybody's like, oh, no, 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 rumble, rumble. Caesar doesn't take the crown and everybody goes crazy. Antony offers again and was again denied. And Caesar says something like, Jupiter is the only rightful king of the Romans. And everybody goes crazy, like, ah, fuck yeah, Caesar's man, ah, yeah. And, you know, that's, <laughs> he like, no, he's playing to the crowd. So people talked shit about Mark Antony too, by the way. I need you to know this. Because uh, not only was he shit at his job, but he also was rumored to, like, question gender norms. Uh, things like, he, he would sleep until noon, which was a fairly feminine thing to do back in the day and something I think we should bring back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would like that to be a feminine uh, habit yeah. to have. That's fine. <laughs> the feminine urge to sleep until noon. <laughs> yeah, the um, feminine urge an- to sleep until noon. <laughs> there was another rumor that he like wore makeup. And especially when he shacked up with Cleopatra, like that was a thing. Um, but one source I saw said that Octavian uh, made that up to persuade Roman soldiers to go to war. I mean, look, if you got Cleopatra, you do what You're she like, says. You want me to? You want me to? You want me to wear mascara, baby? Yeah. Do it. Like you want me you to put it on? For you want me, me to jump around on one foot and bark like a dog? Like let's go. Like step on me, bitch. <laughs> That's what you that's what you do when you're with Cleopatra. Um, anyway, so it's generally assumed from my limited research 
that this crowning business, like I said, was planned by Caesar as a means to show the crowds. I'm not a threat. Yeah, that and oh, shit, um, that and to sort of judge the crowd's reaction to if he were crowned. Oh. Now, there's some speculation that this is not an actual offering of coronation, but there's like the potential that this was a purification meant to polish up Caesar's image because Lupercalia is like the precursor for Valentine's Day. And from what I gathered, it was meant as a celebration to purify and promote health and fertility. So I could see the angle of like, oh, let's do this little thing. Uh, but those who were opposed to Caesar... I'm sure they saw what they wanted to see, regardless of what was actually happening. Yeah. You know, there's also speculation that this was meant as a joke and it missed its mark because like Antony would have been literally naked and oiled up for these festivities. So like, can you imagine a naked, oiled up young man coming up to Caesar like, he's a crown, baby. I mean, in Rome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, kind of. That's just how I imagine everything exists. So I told you that's Rome. Yeah. Uh, So there's. I told you about how he didn't stand up to greet the senators at that one question mark occasion. Uh, Some speculate that this was because Caesar was ill. According to history.com, Suetonius tells of a sudden faint of sudden fainting fits and nightmares. Another one named Appian writes of convulsions. Uh, Plutarch describes Caesar as suffering from distemper in the head and epileptic fits. According to Plutarch, actually, Caesar collapsed while on campaign in like 46 BC, and he later had to retire from the Battle of uh, Thapsus in what's now modern day Tanzania after his, quote, usual sickness laid hold of him. So people think he sat because if he stood too quickly, he would get dizzy. Uh, And someone needs to tell Caesar that he's worth more than his productivity and he's worthy of rest. If he's sick, he should take time for himself. True that. But yeah, people think that he had epilepsy or had a series of strokes. You know, we don't know exactly what was going on, but he had these issues that would come up from time to time. So there was a minority that was in favor of Caesar taking over. And there was a statue with Caesar, like a Caesar statue just chilling out there somewhere in the world. And somebody put a crown on the statue. And then there was like some people like Caesar's taking a walk. He's on procession. And... They are like, yo, King Caesar, what up? And he's like, no, no, no. I have forbidden people from calling me king. And he, he says, there is no king. There is only Caesar. You know, uh, I think it's something like I'm not Caesar or I'm Caesar, not king. You know, if you if you want the classical, not Ghostbusters version. But who, <laughs> who wants that? So a plebeian tribune named Marilus was not a fan of somebody even jokingly calling Caesar the king. And he had those people imprisoned. And then Caesar turns around and accuses Marilus of setting all of this up as a way to make Caesar look bad and ruin his career. So he had Marilus imprisoned. Now, the tribunal position was basically inviolable. So this was just another earmark of Caesar being a fucking tyrant. And many thought, well, he wouldn't get so mad about it if he didn't actually want to be king. However, Caesar didn't need to claim the title of king. He's the fucking dictator. He effectively had all of the power, what would come with being a king as dictator in perpetuity. He didn't need a crown, a a title that everyone hated. And personally, I suspect he was too smart to do something like take on the, the title of king when everybody was like, we don't want a fucking king. Yeah. He was a man of the people. He knew what they wanted. Um, but there are other comments like, uh, Dio said that he wore the laurel crown all the time to hide his receding hairline and that he had a comb over that he, and he was really embarrassed about it. And that's um, Lucius Cassius Dio, the historian, not Ronnie James Dio, for a reference. <laughs> An important distinction. <laughs> yes. Keep in mind that the Republican system was already breaking down before Caesar's dictatorship. Despite everything, Caesar had built who he was by being a man of the people and had enacted and tried to enact reforms to help people. He wasn't the only violent reactionary person in the Senate by any means. Plenty of optimates were more than willing to use violence and kill tribunes to maintain power. And a lot of the venom that the Senate felt for him is likely because of how well he played the game. When he started out, he was barely a member of the senatorial class but became the most powerful man in Rome. Like, people didn't like that. He also took on so many of the shared powers that he cut off 
other aristocrats and politicians from pursuing their own careers. So the senators are all pissy and National Geographic said that they were like, I think there's 60 conspirators all resenting Caesar, either for his arrogance of popularity or for personal reasons like not getting a position they wanted or money they felt they were owed. They later dubbed themselves liberators. And yes, he may have committed a few too many crimes against the Republic and almost (laughs) certainly intended to hold this dictator forever thing forever. Uh, But you know. He just decided to straight up invade and conquer Gaul without Senate approval. They assumed that once they disposed of Caesar, the Republic would return to normal. By assassinating Caesar, his allies would be politically disenfranchised and thus remove all the men that were brought to power through him and the liberators would benefit, you know, because it would remove those people from their spots. Mm -hmm. Because like, why should Caesar get to stomp around like a giant (laughs) while the rest of us try not to get smushed under his big big feet? Yeah, big feet. Yeah. What's so great about Caesar? Hmm? Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. Brutus is just as smart as Caesar. People totally like Brutus just as much as they like Caesar. And when did it become okay for one person to be the boss of everybody? Huh? Because that's not what Rome is about. We should totally just stab stab Caesar. Caesar. (laughs) So the conspiracy began with a meeting between Cassius Longinus and his brother-in-law, Marcus Brutus. Brutus believed that for the assassination of Caesar to be considered legitimate as a removal of a tyrant uh, done for the sake of the country, it must include a large number of Rome's leading men deciding to take this on. There was talk about trying to take out Antony too, uh, or trying to recruit Antony. Um, Spoiler alert, that did not happen. None of those. They also considered killing another prominent Caesar supporter named Lepidus um, to remove just kind of the strongest hold of Caesarians. Uh, But Brutus didn't want this to be a full political purge. He just wanted to get rid of a tyrant. And so they didn't do that either. Mistake. Uh, Yeah. So while the motives here are seemingly political, we don't want a king. This guy's clearly trying to take over. He's ruining life for everybody. Um, There's no short supply of personal reasons for this. Cassius fought alongside Pompey in Caesar's civil war and was spared by Caesar. Um, So he was made legate in Caesar's legions and went with him to Egypt, even though he refused to fight. It suggested that Leggett was like some kind of a bitch choice, though. And like Cassius should have been a much higher rank based on his experience. So it's probably a slap in the face. Uh, And this was also not the first time that Caesar had put a damper on Cassius's career. Also, Cassius uh, had been plotting to kill the guy for years. So Caesar probably shouldn't have trusted him to begin with. Uh, He was the most active in the scheming portion of this conspiracy. Brutus was thought to be from the line of Brutus who ousted the last king, which is why everyone was kind of looking to him like, you you going to be a part of this? So Brutus also fought alongside Pompey and was again spared. He actually got a special governorship afterwards. But yeah, important also to note, Caesar was boinking Brutus's mom. <laughs> and <laughs> he's going to be a stepdad soon. Well, there were rumors that Caesar might have actually been Brutus's dad. Mm. There were also rumors. Get him on Maury. This one's, this one's gross. There were also rumors that um, Brutus's mom was basically pimping out his half sister to Caesar. So just hashtag gross. Also hashtag allegedly. And Brutus also had a cousin who was loved by Caesar. His name is Decimus Junius Brutus. Uh, he that that love did not stop this guy from getting in on the big stabbies. Um, most people think that this was. Because he was like, I'm going to make a big move and be a big politician boy. And he saw a chance to shoot a shot and he did. And when I say he was loved by Caesar, like this dude was second to be his heir in his will. So if Octavian, the nephew of Caesar and first in line, had died before Caesar, it would have been Decimus. Wow. Which I'm sure he was like kicking himself for later. Um, And he didn't know this at the time because nobody knew it was in caesar's will um otherwise i think he probably would have killed octavian first to avoid that whole augustus mess but yeah. on another episode evidently antony was the original heir but having proved himself to be completely incompetent while in charge of running italy basically um it, he was replaced by octavian <laughs> anyway so that's that's cassius and brutus and that's what they bring to the table um there was also tilius cimber or kimber i don't know uh, but he was upset that his brother was exiled and that uh, Caesar didn't, you know, bring him back. Pubulus Servilius Casca. Pubert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was he was a childhood friend of Caesar who was in a financial bind and might have been upset that Caesar wasn't helping him out. 
and so he got his brother Gaius to join as well and also like this I get right like if my if my friend was the richest fucking person in the world and did not help me out of a financial bind yeah like I might I might want to kill them too I'm like you I'll I'll keep that in mind if I ever get super rich look I like to think that I'm generous with my money yeah if I'm if I'm doing okay and my friends need something I try to offer what I can right yeah you always do I just think that's fair even if it's just like do you need me to buy you dinner or do you need me to Venmo you 50 bucks yeah I'll do my best I do find it I do have a very difficult time accepting that in return like if somebody offers that to me I'm definitely like no no I can't accept yeah I wouldn't know that I've never been on the receiving end of that. Look, the difference between you and me is that when you say no, I hear yes, and I do it anyway. <laughs> and then I have a pizza at my house, yes. And then you have a pizza at your house. And then you're happy, and you say thank you. Or you don't even tell me, but you tell Elise, I've, and then desserts will and then desserts show up at our house. Yep. That's happened Like once. you're having a bad day? You need pie. Yeah. That's what I do. I'm I'm a generous friend. Oh man, I really everybody wanna, should be friends with I really me. I want to order some fried mushrooms from that place. Maybe tomorrow. There you go. Uh, yeah. So here, that's a good. That's a great question. How many times have I let you buy me a pizza? Zero. Zero times. <laughs> and I've still never gotten a surprise pizza at my house. I will just let everybody know. She does understand. No. Even when I. Even sometimes when I. I actually wish she would just go ahead and buy the pizza. <laughs> I say no, and she listens, and that makes a good friend too consent is important except for when i want to send you a pizza i also am not 100 percent on your preferred toppings i i can imagine no onions i don't mind onions that are cooked on a pizza totally fine see i don't like i don't surprise crunch oh i mean i i mean like cooked you mean like browned like like sauteed onions on a pizza like a barbecue pizza with some well, I see. It. Like peppers have the same. Yeah, thing. I don't Do like, peppers like peppers either. No. Oh, okay. No. If it's crunchy, and I'm I don't not want surprised. It on pizza. If I see it, I'm not going to be surprised by it. Like that's going to have a crunch. I know that that's there. Okay. It doesn't bother so, me. So sometimes those little pieces of onion and pepper are so small that you don't see them, and then even if you pick them all off of the pizza, they're still there because they're under the cheese. And then you take a bite, and then there's suddenly a crunch in the middle of all your soft cheese, and it's gross, and I hate it okay are you never mind i i mean i would assume that if you're gonna eat a pizza you would go what's on this pizza and and no yeah and but see be i lived with a bunch of people who liked supreme pizzas uh, and i didn't and pizza is expensive so sometimes yeah. i got to have my own pizza but sometimes i didn't or sometimes there would only be supreme pizza left and i wanted supreme pizza and then I would have to pick up all the onions and all the peppers. Everything else is fine. I don't know why they couldn't just order a Supreme Pizza and then take those two things I don't like off of it. But, you know, you, being... You don't sound bitter about Being my all. house's least favorite growing up. <laughs> Hashtag. Was that, your, was that your actual house or was that the house with all of no, those No, that was people? my actual house. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, if your family's not doing that, you're, you're in bad shape. Yeah. No, they would just... And then, like... They would always only buy like Omid the the Supreme Tony's pizzas, mm. and then he because he liked them. But then I would want Tony's pizzas, and Mom would be like, "They're in the fridge," and I'm like, "Yeah, but they have onions on them." And she was like, "I don't know what to tell you." And I was like, "They literally make them without <laughs> onions. What? Stop." <laughs> if it's if it's any consolation to you, I think my favorite pizza is just cheese pizza. I like a good cheese pizza. I'm a simple bitch. Give me literally all of the cheese you have in your store and that's the pizza i want i like a good cheese pizza with like a barbecue sauce drizzle on top i just like a cheese pizza. i like i like mushrooms i like pepperoni yeah but my go-to you know what my, I, my go-to is pepperoni mushrooms and olives that's a good that's a good combo and you know what? i feel validated because because pedro was on a talk show and talking about how much he liked mushrooms on pizza uh-huh. and i was like yeah baby I, yeah, I mean, special points if the mushrooms are sautéed and then put on the pizza. But I, oh no, I don't. Yeah, I don't care. But I'll, I'll eat them yeah. regardless. But I, you know, sautéed mushrooms will always taste superior because they're covered in butter. So that's true. <laughs> and this is why we're a food yes, podcast a food now, food which podcast is important now. for two weeks from now. Yep. <laughs> it was almost important. I tried really hard, guys, to find a follow-up episode to this one that involved Caesar's Palace or Caesar salads, and I couldn't. What about Orange Julius? Oh, man. Probably just like, yeah, Orange Julius got robbed. It sucked. Because <laughs> that was the same thing with Caesar's Palace. was like, oh, yeah, Caesar's Palace got robbed. 
They caught yeah. him. Uh, I'm surprised there's no, like... Yeah, I was like, where is... Like, mob shit happening there. No, I didn't find anything. That all happened at the fucking Flamingo. Oh, uh, that's that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it was on... Like, there, there was mob stuff, but there wasn't anything that I found that was just, like, the notable story it, for Caesar's right. Palace or something. I'm like, how did no one get stabbed in Caesar's Palace? Come on, it's in the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, let's let's continue with my list of conspirators here. Because we're already an hour in and I'm not done, of course. So, uh, yeah, Caesar didn't buy Pubulus a pizza, okay? <laughs> I think I call him Casca from here on out. So just in case you're trying to actually keep track of these names. Um, Pontius Aquius felt personally victimized by Caesar. So you were, no. Yes, I hear you. That's first names. Okay. First names don't matter. Well, they do matter, but. I was like, well, like Cassius Longinus, we say Cassius. We don't say Longinus. But Marcus Brutus, we say Brutus, not Marcus. So I don't know what the what the well, yeah, because I was just well, because you said uh, Pontius, and my brain said Pilate, and then I was like, I wonder if they're related, and then I was like, it doesn't matter. Pontius. Oh, okay. Yeah, I read the Bible. I don't know if it's different. Yeah, (laughs) it's my favorite book. Obviously, one hundred percent. Did you did you see that TikTok? Uh-huh. Said, yeah. I think so. I mean, it was like, it what's your book? favorite book? And it's like a bunch of people saying the Bible, the Bible. And then there's a guy dressed up like a minion and he goes, I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Anyway, uh, so felt personally victimized by Caesar. He had been publicly mocked and um, his lands were then confiscated. And then Caesar gave them to Brutus's mom. <laughs> I'm going to take your lands and I'm going to give them to my bitch, Brutus's mom. <laughs> <laughs> my main bitch Servius Brutus's mom <laughs> my main squeeze not to be confused with Cleopatra my foreign queen uh, Servius Galba inherited a debt from Pompey and there are rumors that Caesar was sleeping with his wife so he was Galba's uh, David Lindhagen <laughs> David and that he cuckolded me <laughs> he made, I've been cuckolded he made a cuckold out of me <laughs> This is also a movie um, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's just to name a few. Uh, I think there were, like I said, there were about 60. 20 of them were named, but there was only like real solid, um, like personal connections for about 12 of them. So I didn't name them all. Do you have the internet? Anyway, so if you're interested in more information, I do suggest there's a channel called Kings and Generals on YouTube. There's a great video with a lot more detail if you actually care about what I'm talking about today. Um, But there was one name that I just wanted to say because it was a lot of fun. Uh And so I'm going to say it. Are you ready? Yes. Lucius (laughs) Minutius. I don't know. I still really like what is Longina or whatever. Pubulus Servilius. That one. But no, there's there's another one that's like... Cassius Longinus. Yeah, Longinus. (laughs) Yeah. Although one guy in a video said Longinus, so I don't know which one it is. I'm, but well, I don't it's think Longinus it now. Longina. All right, so so there's speculation that this idea of liberation of Rome from tyranny was more of a propaganda thing than truth, and it was potentially more about these personal political gains. Um, there are varying reports of who instigated the event, but we know that Cassius and Brutus were the guys in charge. The, they knew. They had to commence with the killing before Caesar went out on his next campaign and was surrounded by his fucking legions. So they decided the Senate should have a meeting um, set for the Ides of March just four days. Or Sorry, they decided that at the meeting that was set for the Ides of March, four days before Caesar was set to leave, that would be their time to strike. Um, he wouldn't be surrounded. They'd all be in the same place without raising suspicion. They're all senators. So, you know, that makes sense. It really just worked out for them. Now, some ye olde Roman historians like Dio, Suetonius, and Plutarch, there were they were said that there were like omens leading up to this event, like a seer warning him of the danger of the Ides of March. Yes, Shakespeare drew his inspiration for his play from these historical records. Like additional funny side note, Suetonius was not a hella reliable source. <laughs> he wrote shit like, quote, and let no one think this is a tale or this tale is myth or a lie, for it was vouched for by Cornelius Balbus, an intimate friend of Caesar. And if you have to tell people to believe you, 
you're probably doing something a little sketch. I'm actively telling people not to believe me because you're not trustworthy. This is, yeah, I got it. I'm not trustworthy. I'm not, a, I'm not a reliable source. So um, Caesar's wife. Uh, oh, fuck, I don't remember her name now. Oh, well, it's gone. Um, she claimed to have had premonitions the night before, dreaming that he had been wounded and was dying in her arms. And she was like begging him not to go. Uh, he was really moved. He was like, oh, man, baby. You know what? I'm sorry that you're so stressed out. I'm not going to go today. And he sends Antony. He's like, go tell them not, I'm not going to be there not to have the meeting. And then Decimus, uh, you know, second in line Decimus, he was like, you're really going to diss all of us like that? You should at least come in person, you know, to like be nice and let us know we're not going to have this meeting. And Caesar was like, you know what? Good friend. Good friend of mine who I trust with all my loving heart. You're right. Let's go. Dang. <laughs> so, you know, 60 people can't see- keep a fucking secret. And so a friend, having heard about the plot, runs to Caesar's house to warn him. But he'd already left. So he was like, you know what? I'll wait here. I'll wait at the house. What? So that when he comes back, I'll let him know something bad's going to happen today. Another friend tried to warn him at the meeting, but arrived too late. He showed up and he's like, oh, shit. It's already dead. Didn't make it. And then another person was like, Caesar, like passed a note. (laughs) And Caesar's like constantly getting passed notes by people because he's fucking Caesar. So he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he like sticks it in his robe. Like, I'll read it later. (laughs) And then they later found the note on his body that said, don't fucking go into the Senate. <laughs> this guy really just wanted to die, right? So um, so it's go time. Everyone starts to gather in the Senate hall. Antony gets pulled aside uh, by another, by a friend of his who is also a conspirator named Trebonius. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone knew he would fight back, right? And if And if he and Caesar were both fighting, they might be able to get out. You know, we don't know. Everybody was really panicky. Um, so Caesar was seated in his room and he's like surrounded by conspirators. And uh, Kimber, whose brother is exiled, comes up and he's like, yo, can we, Um, you think we could bring my brother back? And he like pulls on Caesar's toga, like pulls it over his shoulder. It's like the go sign, right? And Caesar's like, what the fuck? And then Caesar's old friend, whose childhood friend that he doesn't give money to, Casca, he comes in to take the first shot. And he misses like a little bitch. And he like grazed. He's just grazed by it. And Caesar's like, what the fuck, dude? I thought we were bros. And then he's just attacked in all directions. Uh, He's trying to fight back. But, you know, Caesar ain't no John Wick. So Brutus stabs Caesar. Caesar falls at the base of the statue of Pompey, covers his face with his toga. And like, that's that. His last words were almost certainly not, and you, Brutus. Or uh, some, some even think he said, and you, son. I was like, damn. Uh, but no, as pop culture would dictate, not true. Uh, most sources say that he was just kind of laying there groaning in pain and while he bled out, which, yeah, that's kind of what I figured would happen. Caesar was stabbed 23 times by those he had spared or trusted. And according to Suetonius, who, remember, really wants you to believe what he has to say, um, said he had at least one stab wound to the groin. He describes Caesar's autopsy. Three slaves took Caesar's body back to his home, My where God, and I'm pretty sure that uh, he got stabbed to death. Like, <laughs> well, so he takes they take the body back to home, where uh, I God, this one this one always screws me up. Antistius, he was a he was a medicus. I guess that means doctor, healer, whatever. Uh, but he was the one who performed this autopsy, and it was said that only one of the stab wounds was fatal. Dang. Like he bled out because of this very this one specific stab wound to his ribs. And fun fun death fact, as far as we know, this is where the first written medical like autopsy report comes from. Oh, so sixty people, twenty three stab wounds, most of which took place as he was already dying or dead, bleeding out on the floor. This was a shitty assassination attempt. Yeah. I mean, it it wasn't an attempt; it worked. You know, do or not, there is no try. But um, it it seemed they seemed to believe that things were going to go back to normal, like I said. Uh, Ironically, Caesar's death ultimately had the opposite impact of what his assassins hoped for. Yeah, everything's going to get worse. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They made a huge misstep by not killing his allies like Antony because they could and did use the public's anger for their own gains. Um, The the people were pissed. They were like, you killed our dude Caesar? What? And um, they got a lot of flack. The, the public hated these, quote, liberators. Uh, 
a bunch of civil wars ensued. In the end, Octavian, Caesar's nephew, um, who he had adopted through his will, he ended up taking over as Rome's leader, renamed himself Augustus Caesar, and ended up the like just getting rid of the Republic altogether to start the Roman Empire. Wow, it's almost like we did the opposite of what we had set out to do. Again, that's another episode. So, in conclusion, was Julius Caesar a power-hungry tyrant who craved the glory of war, or was he a leader trying to mend a broken system that other power-hungry assholes decided they liked, just as it was? I think a little column A, a little column B. Caesar is about as bad as he was portrayed by the GOP, I mean optimates. When he took Gaul, he murdered and enslaved thousands of people. Like, everything Genghis Khan did, the Romans did. It was just on a smaller scale. Yeah. But I'm also of a mind trying to, like, view history through a modern lens as flawed. Yeah. So, like, violence was literally a cornerstone of politics in his generation. He was immensely popular with the people of Rome. Um, He was a popular author who wrote about his travels and theories and political views. You know, I'm just not super convinced that he was just this all-around bad guy tyrant. Just as I'm not convinced he was this wonderful, heroic champion of the people. Yeah. So, anyway, happy March 15th, everybody. Six <laughs> Semper Tyrannus, y'all. Go kill your local tyrant. Hell yeah. For legal reasons, that is a joke. <laughs> so what's your favorite Caesar? What's my favorite Caesar? Yeah. How do you mean? I like Caesar salad. Oh, yeah, I like Caesar salad. Caesar, Caesar chicken wrap? Well, that's just Caesar salad on a wrap. <laughs> Well, some I don't I don't love chicken on my Caesar salad. I just I like the salad portion. I prefer uh, shrimp on my Caesar salad. Oh yeah, that's I just when I want a Caesar salad, I generally don't have a protein. That's fair. I'm like I, I'm like give me there's anchovies in the sauce, right? Yeah, let's go protein. Yeah, I like I've a had salad. I've had one orange Julius in my life. Me too. It was at a mall when I was in college. Was it a mall when I was in I'm, high school? When does is Orange Julius still a thing? Or are they closed? No, looks like they're still open. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you located? <laughs> are there any around me? <gasps> what? There's one in the mall. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go out and get a go get bleh. go get a Orange Julius and a, and a Caesar salad. Enjoy your Ides of March, everybody. Like I said, six Tyrannus. <laughs> What's your favorite Caesar? What's your favorite Caesar? Caesar Romero, <coughs> who was the the Joker on the original Batman with Adam West. And he was so attached to his mustache that he wouldn't let them shave it. So there's just a bunch of white makeup over his upper lip where his mustache is. You gotta love, you know, Latin representation. Who's the, which one, who's the, the dog whisperer? Oh, uh, Caesar. It's not Caesar Milan, is it? Is this... Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. He sucks. I was going to say, it's Italian city name. <laughs> um, yes, he does suck. Fuck that guy. Um, thanks for joining us today as we rather vaguely discuss the life and death of Julius Caesar. We hope that you'll reach out to us with your own experiences. <laughs> we, your experiences at Orange Julius. Uh, we want your stories, your questions, and your feedback. Send us an email at strangeunusualpodcast at gmail.com. If you're sending a story, we just ask that you put listener story in the subject line so you can sort through those a little more easily. Uh, did you have you ever participated in a political assassination? Oh yeah. Do you do you know anything about a coup? <laughs> I want to be involved in a coup. <laughs> For legal reasons, that is a joke. <laughs> yeah, here really is laughing. It's a joke. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Instagram at strange underscore unusual underscore podcast or on our personal accounts Roy Rampage and Calamity Casey. You can find us on Twitter at underscore strange unusual under uh bleh, at Calamity Casey and at Roy Rampage. We're on Facebook. Just search for the Strange Unusual podcast. And remember, Roya is streaming right now on Twitch. Not not right now. I say that every time. <laughs> She's streaming at some point on on Twitch. <laughs> Uh, actually, you know what? If this comes out on Wednesday. It might be right now. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash Royal Rampage. Uh, if you'd like, you can join us on patreon.com slash strange unusual where we will uh, get back on our poll game this coming month. Not poll dancing, <laughs> but making polls for you to vote on. Uh, so we will be having polls coming up. We have watch parties. We uh, have a fun discord you can join where we share random shit like me in a hat that says i fucked libby higgins uh just two dollars a month come be a part of the party Hell yeah! Uh, also if uh you can't support us with two dollars a month we totally get it eggs are expensive gas is expensive life sucks 
if you could just like, share, review, subscribe, uh, share us with your friends, share us with your uh, political enemies that you plan to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't share really this appreciate... episode with them, though. If you're planning on killing them, it might give them. Oh, that. yeah, that's true. Or that's true. it you might put a false sense of security in that's place. true. I'm just, you know. That's true. Me... You don't know. And, you know, you got to be wary of who you trust um, because these were all people that caesar loved yeah and which is the really rough part of the story it is it is like his childhood friend but for real he should have bought that guy a couple pizzas well no 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 i agree like it doesn't change the fact (laughs) that caesar is kind of a dick like but it does suck for like we we we, we couldn't have just had a conversation together where you guys like explained your concerns to me and then we like tried to move forward together because we're adults and we have known each other some of us our entire lives i have rescued some of you i have freed some of you i gave pardons to some of you i've raised some Mm -hmm. of you as basically my my Mm -hmm. sons and then this is how it all goes down at the end so i get but we want power yeah yeah i mean i i i definitely while uh caesar you know hashtag not great guy uh, I don't. I don't think that he necessarily deserved to to go out at the blades of his loved ones. Yeah. Also, it's like so when AJ and I were talking about this because he's you know a huge history buff. We were talking about how um, like Caesar might have had genuinely good intentions when he went in to be the dictator. Like he did seemingly genuinely care about the people of Rome. Yeah. And like. The problem with that is once you get to that point where you're like taking over a whole fucking system yeah. to protect people, it, like that's when it you like have to step back and be like, maybe this is not the move. Well, and it's but, that, but it, the republic was so broken. Like, what could he have done? Yeah, it's that you know you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain sort of villain, line. Yeah. You know, Batman move. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I really wanted to do well here, but whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oopsie pubulus got me <laughs> trombonius <laughs> trebonius <laughs> whatever three bones i was like these people died almost three thousand years ago and longinus <laughs> yeah pubert i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> anyway see you later <laughs> happy ides of march everybody stay safe Bye. Do 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 do